Hits this morning. Let's talk about the things you care about. Um, let's go to Errol. Errol in Blue Downs. Morning, Kino. Mayor of Cape Town. Are you well, sir? Uh, no, sir, I'm not. My name is not in that hat. That is the other kind of hat. That, but never. I'm all right, sir. I'm all right. Morning to the listeners. <laughs> hey, talk to me. Kino, have you ever heard of a Dunning charge from the city? D-U-N-N-I-N-G. Dunning charge. I recall, anyway, I recall reading about it somewhere. But anyway. Anyway, one of my uh, community members that popped in yesterday with her municipal account. And this particular charge falls under the water section. Mm. Now, I see that she is a little bit in arrears with the water. And now this Dunning charge has been added, which is 144 Rand. Now, she asked me, she knows she's behind, and probably this is what it's all about, but does that come off her arrears? I said, well, I don't know. I will ask uh, the Cape Talk listeners because they're very intelligent and clever and they know all things. So that is my question. A Dunning charge, when is it added? How is it added? How is it calculated? And does it, does it come off the arrears or is it like a punishment or something? I don't know. I'll have to go on my knees and ask for a guidance or ask my listeners at the end of the day. A Dunning charge. Okay. I know a that Netwerk, I know that Netwerk Twitter did something on that. Um, and, and I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure about the legality of that Dunning charge, but it's something we'll look into, Errol. And okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask, the, I'm gonna ask the team to see if we can get on, uh, the deputy mayor just to see if he can give us uh, a very quick insight into what the heck a Dunning charge is. It's like not as if we not, not as if we don't have enough charges, hey? Um, but Absolutely. Anyway. And ask him about that water, basic water charge that is still continuing mm. long after day zero is gone. Yeah. No, we can ask him. Errol, thank you for that. Let's go to Jennifer in Cape Town. Hi there, Jennifer. Hi, morning, Tino. It's my first time that I'm calling you. Welcome to the and show. Thanks for calling in. I listen to you every morning, nonetheless. Ah, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to, first of all, it's a feel-good good call. I was hiking in the mountains in Potberg over Easter weekend, and I got separated from my group. However, the only number I had on my phone was my ADT emergency call. And through the wonderful help of the lady by the name of Misha, I don't know a surname, she managed to contact Cape Nature, and the gentleman by the name of Louis responded and they were absolutely fantastic uh i'm a 68 year old lady who still loves hiking and unfortunately as things happen you know uh, you you can get separated although we're not supposed to do that so i just want to say a, a, a fantastic thank you to adt staff as well as to cape nature excellent Glad, glad, glad that you received that service there, Jennifer. Wonderful, wonderful call. And let okay. it not be the last time that you call in, okay? I'd love to chat to you. No, more. I won't. Thank, thank you very much, Tina. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's Jennifer in Cape Town. Um, we are going to look into this Daily Maverick piece. Um, 
where um, the headline reads, DA Western Cape Chief Bongo Nkosima Dekazala does not have a BCom degree as publicly claimed. Um, so we'll try and get on Rebecca Davis a bit later. She uh, wrote that piece, or at least she co-authored that piece with Victoria O'Regan, um, and that was on uh, the 13th, obviously, so that was last night. So we'll look into that, and we'll see if uh, the leader of the Democratic Alliance in the Western Cape would like to respond to that as well. So... Um, you know, that is one of the things we'll insert into the show. But what else is on your mind, man? What else would you like to talk about? What else would you like to get off your chest? Maybe you've got something positive to share. And then while you're thinking about that, have you ever thought about why you do what you do? Not in a corporate sense, but in, in, in an individual sense. I love Simon Sinek, right? He always talks about why. If we can answer the why, then everything else falls into place. And if you're not... Ofei with Simon Sinek. Take a listen to this. This is what he says about corporations, but I think the same really can be said about you, can be said about me. Why do we do what we do? Is, the, is there purpose behind why we do what we do? And if so, I'd like to know what your purpose is. Let's take a listen to him. So every single organization on the planet, even our own careers, always function on the same three levels. What we do, how we do it, and why we do it. Everybody knows what they do. These are the products we sell, the services we offer. Some know how they do it. These are, we, these are the things we call our unique selling propositions or you know, our differentiating value propositions, whatever it is, the things that we think make us stand out from the crowd. But very, very few people and very, very few organizations can clearly articulate why they do what they do. And by why, I don't mean to make money. That's a result. By why, I mean what is your purpose, what is your cause, what is your belief? Why does your company exist? Why did you get out of bed this morning? And why should anyone care? And what I learned is that organizations or leaders that start with by telling you what they do are less able to inspire people to do business with them, inspire loyalty, where those who start with why, whether it's Steve Jobs or Mahatma Gandhi, are able to command loyalty and are able to uh, innovate in ways that others cannot. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Sinek. Um, but as I said, I think that can be related to your life as well. And it's only something I've been thinking of lately. So why do I exist? I mean, I know why I exist. My mom and my dad were friends, and then they met, and then I came around at some stage. But um, why do I do what I do? But I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about you. Let's talk. Let's go to Ken in Durbanville. Ken, what would you like to talk about? Good morning. Hello. Good uh, day there. Okay, we also had that query with regard to Dunning charge. Yep. Okay, the Dunning charge is is extra charge because it's like a penalty and the reason why they charge it is because somebody's got to go out take the reading once it's there and they can actually leave they can actually leave a note behind to say that they've inspected and they sending them an additional charge which is a dunning charge the fact that they came out to confirm that the water meter is what it is that's all I know, but we had to pay it, so we paid it. Yeah, okay. That's perfect. Thanks for that explanation, uh, Ken. Uh, we'll also just uh, obviously angle out there for the uh, official explanation, but that, that sounds interesting. And let, Let's see what the Deputy Mayor says about that. It is 9.16. You are listening to Today. That's the name of the show. It's on 567 Medium Wave Cape Talk. I'm Kino Cummings, and I'm with you all the way through until 12. If there's anything that you'd like to throw into the mix today, then please do so. That number again, if you want to speak to me directly, 021-446-0567. And WhatsApp, if you want to send a voice note, or if you'd just like to type a message, 72 
Cape Talk. Cape Talk, the open line. Call 021-446-0567. And straight to your calls we go. And by the way, a Ramadan Mubarak to our Muslim listeners today. Uh, Muhammad, good morning. Hi, good morning, Tina. How are you? I'm very good, sir. Very good. So, uh, Tina, I think the raising issue that we're having in our area in Crawford. Um, yes, sir. So, uh, we have a Pops um, liquor store, and um, they have um, just been granted extended trading hours. Okay. Um, and this is despite uh, community objections, we've raised it, we've gone through the whole process. Mm. Um, even, even SAPS. Uh, the hands down has objected because it creates numerous problems for them with, you know, having to go out and, and arrest people for drunken and unruly behavior and all kinds of things. Yeah. So the CPA, the hands down staffs and the community have all objected. And the, the DA or counselor has this rubber stamp, uh, which he's been doing year in and year out. Um, he's been granting his extension. Um, despite objections, it's, you know, we just get totally ignored and, and sidelined. And um, I just thought, I mean, this, uh, we've actually got into a point now as a community where we've decided to, to engage um, legal counsel on the matter. I think that's important. We've, we've had, yeah, we've just had enough now. I mean, you know, uh, um, we can't just be uh, uh, ignored. Um, no, absolutely. Like By the way, Mohammed, um, so is this your counsellor that's been ignoring everything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now what you do, here's the first step. This is what I love about democracy, right? Whether your councillor is an ANC councillor or a DA councillor or a, I don't know, whatever councillor they are, right? If you don't believe that councillor does what you expect of them, and if you believe that councillor doesn't listen, other than legal counsel, which I think is essential in this case, um, I would encourage people and other people who feel hard done by not to vote for that councillor in the upcoming municipal elections. You know, nothing nothing scares a politician. I say this on air, and then political parties phone in and they complain, right? But it's the one bit of power that you do have. And if, and I don't understand all the, the, the nuances of your situation, right? So I'm only commenting based on what you're telling me right now. Um, but we have a civic duty not to keep voting for people because they're the best out of a bad bunch necessarily. We, we should also be voting to um, show politicians that, you know, at the end of the day, we're not going to put up with your nonsense. And if you don't listen to us, we'll make sure you don't have a council seat. Absolutely, Akid. And we've, we've also, I mean, we're already mobilizing um, everybody in our WhatsApp groups and in the, you know, in our neighbors and stuff to... Uh, Bear this in mind uh, come the mm. election coming up because, um, I mean, he's proven time and time again that, that he doesn't really care at all um, for, the, for his constituents. Yeah, but I, um, and, but have, have you measured, issue. have you measured, like, so what percentage of, of, of residents have said no? So uh, we have a WhatsApp group. Um, currently, it's our neighborhood watch. Well, not neighborhood watch. It's sort of a time watch group. Just a general so sure. About 350 residents um, in that group. And um, obviously, there's people that have verbally objected, raised issues. No one has, out of the 400 residents, have said uh, no, they must be granted the extension or that you know, they, they don't have an issue. Um, so, 
based on that assumption, I would say pretty much everybody. Um, these are residents because even the majority of the people coming to buy from that store are actually not people from our area. Um, so they come in, they make a racket, uh, they leave, and they leave the residents to pick up from this yeah yeah it's a, and listen legal counsel is the, is the one thing that obviously is going to help but um i i do think you know holding your counselors to account i believe some 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 political parties got very upset when i said this and they, they mustn't they're not kings and queens that deserve to sit in those positions uh for all of their lives if they don't listen to people on the ground it's about time we vote them out whether they da anc who cares if your counselor doesn't listen, make them pay. So do it. <laughs> That's just my suggestion to you. Um, let's go to more calls. Let's go to Sean in Durbanville. Hi, Sean. Good morning. Hi, Kino. Are you well? Always good, sir. Thank you for asking. <laughs> good. Kino, you mentioned this morning about, uh, we talked about what gets you up in the morning. Yes. And that just sparked a thought with me to let you know about a project that myself and seven other people are doing. Um, really passionate about um, telling people that, don't, that they don't eat, need to eat as many carbohydrates as we are told to, um, yeah. to do. So to prove that, we're going to run 160 kilometers over a five-day period um, in a fasted state to show that our bodies can actually oh, wow. um, run very well on fat. Yeah, and we're going to do it from Friedenberg on the Western Cape, uh, West Coast, down to the Milton Free Market, Flea Market, mm. um, next weekend. Uh, we're calling it the Fasted Fat-Fueled Freedom Run. And we're calling it the Freedom Run because we're going to end up on the 27th of April um, on Freedom Day. And also to signify that you can be free from eating too many carbohydrates and your body is adequately fueled by fat. That's an interesting take. Thank you very much for that, Sean. Uh, and, Good. Thank and, you, uh, yeah. You have a purpose, and I think that is what counts at the end of the day, isn't it? Absolutely. There Absolutely. That's what gets us up in the morning, and that drives you to, 100, to run 160K. So if you can do that building a business, most certainly it can be done if you believe in what you do. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Great. sir. Thanks. That is Sean in Durbanville. Let's go to David. David's in Hopefield. Hi there, David. Good morning, Tino. Hi. I need I need some help. Um, yeah, I, I've been in the tourism in the industry for 22 years, and uh, I've been unemployed for more than a year now. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I'm getting to the end of my tether. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to start a new business, but, of course, cash flow is, is non-existent at the moment. We've mm. gone through all our savings. Oh, man. Um, and, yeah, we, yeah a... we're pretty soon going to be out in the street. No, no, this is not. Um, so, just talk, talk to me. You know, you know, I want you to tell me your story, basically. So, um, what did you do pre-March last year? I was a tour guide of a national tour guide. You're a national tour guide. You had lots 20, of clients. 22, 22 years I've been on the road, and uh, yeah, COVID, COVID killed all of that. Yeah. For a lot of people, um, I, I know a lot of death. Yeah, so, so some people, you know, when you're a tour guide, it's different. It's 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 it's, it's you put you in an even more invidious situation because you don't necessarily have the vehicles, etc., that you can sell and 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 live off the capital, if you know what I mean, or to well, keep exactly. the business going. Um, you know, people have tour companies, different story. So, what is it that you're looking to do, David? I don't know. I I. I 
I would like to start a hydroponics or a, or a um, aquaponics business, but um, trying to get the capital is another thing. Um, I've got some art that I'd love to sell. So if you've got anybody that is an art art fundi or, you know, that would like to buy some good South African art, mm. I would really like to get rid of it so I can... I can How much do I you need? Myself, uh, I don't know, probably about 70,000, 75,000. Uh, that's what I'm, you know. Um, and I, what would you, what would you, what would you do with this business? Would you grow to sell, basically, so people can yeah, buy? Yeah, I would grow to. I would grow to sell. Yes, I would grow to sell. Okay, I, I make no. I, ha- pro- I have the. I, I yeah. have the space. Mm. I have the space. Uh, we rent in a. We we've had to downscale completely mm. um, into a tiny little cottage, but I've got lots of space. I'm on a farm and outside in Hopefield, and I've got lots of space. So that is not the issue. My my problem is 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 trying to sell this art, and and it's it's good quality art. I've had it for many years. I bought it when I was you know when I was still able to, um, but now you know it's. Uh, okay, now let's see. I, I I don't promise that we could do anything, but um, we we know some some companies that 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 deal with this sort of stuff. If we can connect you. Uh, but like I said, I don't like making promises to people. I mean, you sound no, des- you sound desperate, but you also sound like you have a lot to give. So if there's anybody out there, David, that would like to assist you in starting this hydroponics business. So you might not necessarily need all the capital, but you might need no. the equipment, right, in order to yeah, be able to do absolutely. so. And if people are able to assist you with that, then I'm going to connect them to you. Um, all right. I don't promise, but it's not a lack of position to find oneself in. I certainly wouldn't want to be in that position. And no. I tell you what, David, whatever we can do to assist, we will make that connection, sir. You're a star. Thanks, Kino. Uh, absolutely. Let's go to James and Sam. Simon Stone quickly. Hi there, James. Good morning, Kino. Morning, sir. I once, I once knew a, a chap called Roy Collicott who had an executive recruitment agency. And he said to me one day, and I'm, I'm just paraphrasing it, he said, there are those who have considerable abilities and seek recognition and approbation from others. Then there are those who have considerable abilities and don't need to be told that fact by anybody. He said, those are the two types of people in the world. You decide which one you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Short, concise, to the point, as always. Thank you very much for that, Regan. And we'll continue taking more of your calls, etc. One or two voice notes there, Joe. Let's listen to some of those. And then the lady, the woman in charge of online right here at Cape Talk will tell you about the trending stories. The awesome Barbara Friedman. Uh, You know, it's Jason from Brackenfell. Um, I must just send a fantastic compliment to a little local distillery. Uh, myself and the wife decided to support local retailers and uh, wine farms and whatever the case would be, any, anyone that's local. And I saw this little post of a company in Somerset West called New Harbour Distilleries. So um, my wife likes a gin, so I bought a gin package and then there was a bottle of brandy. Um, so I thought, yeah, well, I'll try it out with a local. Fantastic special. I must say the service was fantastic. I got it a day or two later. Packaging was brilliant. After sales service was fantastic. So I say, guys, go out there, support the local guys. Um, this, this, little distillery, this, this little distillery was called New Harbour Distillery. Guys, if you can go out there, support the local guys. They need it. They need it. Um, we as a country need it. And uh, have a fashion, fantastic day all.
Thank you. And by the way, share the story of the local business that we should all be supporting that's really delivered great service as well. Please call in. Right, you know the numbers if you don't. It's 021-446-0567 and WhatsApp and 0725671567. One more voice note and then we'll go to Barbara. Hi, Kino. Uh, it's Lisa here. I was just listening to your uh, Simon Sinek uh, little uh, excerpt and then yourself, you know, finding your purpose and why you're here. I'm actually a healthcare practitioner, uh, so I'm a kinesiologist, a coach, and an entrepreneur. And I've recently started uh, studying a thing called, or a modality called human design, which is about how a person is wired um, in this lifetime. So it's a, it's a mixture of astrology, numerology, um, hexagrams, the I Ching. So it's all these um, old tools that are combined into one and helps people to understand who they are. So once you really know who you are, so know thyself is what is really important in order for you to move forward with your purpose. So with human design, I'm able to help people discover and unlock what their themes and what their types and what their strategy for this life should be. Ah. And that's really, really important. So people know how to move forward Mm. when they've been hitting you know, brick walls all their life. Because we mm. all do have purpose and we all do have certain things that we are um, wired for to achieve mm. in this lifetime. And it's been such a fascinating journey because yeah. every single client that I work with, it's like a light bulb going up mm. inside them where they feel inspired and motivated to carry on, find their true calling. I love that. Well, what's the it called? That light them up and inspire them and going about it in a way that really benefits them energetically. What, what is so, it, what yeah, is it just called? I wanted to share that, that there are these things out there for people who are really feeling a bit lost and stuck, mm. um, where you can discover more about yourself using um, how the planets were aligned when you were born, really. Okay, interesting indeed. Thank you very much 